I mean, I trust you. <laughs> That's I right. trust you, Steve. Sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I'm trying to think if there's any part of this, our conversation that went off the rails that I should just like cut completely. Yeah, we had some fuzzy bits in there. I mean, there's always fuzzy bits. <laughs> now, have you listened to any of the other pods? Yeah, yeah. I if listen you listen to, to, I listen to Crazy Rich Asians, and then that's the one everyone <laughs> listens the to. That's, that's the one, one everyone everyone guys, listens to. That here's one. Here's the thing. The problem is when you guys started out with the movies, I hadn't watched half those movies, so I was like, okay, I need to watch this movie so I can listen no, to this podcast. You don't need to watch them. No, everyone feels like they have to watch before yeah, no, they listen. I did My brother like does the same thing. So then, My brother's like, I can't listen to it. So then I listened to the one where you guys had Umbi on there. But then oh, yeah, the problem the was I couldn't hear it. I know. That was the problem. And I wanted to like, I was like, I don't know what she wants to say. And I couldn't hear it. That was just bad. I mean, it was, in the, it was our first time trying to do like a live. We did it. Yeah. That was our first one not about movies also. Yeah. It's a longer pod, a meandering, rambling pod. But what is a rambling pod? Is this our practice podcast? It made me think of that uh, Jonathan Hate, Greg Lukianoff. But oh, okay. Can I just say that? See, I knew you were gonna have. I thoughts knew. On okay, that. so Jonathan Hate had like I love you me some me Jonathan Hate. I don't. Okay, know. so Jonathan Hate is a moral psychologist, and he's done a lot right. of research on like so like I can't remember which presidency it was that he did a lot of research on like liberal and conservative like. I think it was um, Clinton. Maybe it was Clinton, but like he, he, so he's done a TED talk, and written several, you know, published several things. But his TED talk was my first introduction to him, and he does kind of like, um, kind of like the moral. He wrote the be- righteous mind. Right. He wrote like the moral, the moral background or the moral beginnings of the liberal and conservative ideologies, and and it, this applies on like a worldwide stage so he kind of just talks about like how it's it's anyway so i've kind of been interested in his work for a long time but then i heard him on an interview with dax shepherd on dax shepherd's podcast and Mm -hmm. i was so irritated i mean he was talking about his book the coddling of the american mind but which is also a good book I haven't read it and I was like, I wanted to read it. And then I heard the podcast. I was like so irritated about how these two men were talking about these things. And and then, and like, you know, so Monica Padman is one of the co-hosts on Dax Shepard's show. I don't even remember what it's called. What is his podcast called? Armchair Conversations. Dax Shepard, the actor yes yeah so he has all these like all kinds of people on his show and i was really excited about hearing his interview with john jonathan Haight, and then like height and like halfway into it i was like i am not resonating with what he's saying and i was trying to like unpack that like why is it 
Like, I, I just think you there's... should. I need to read the book probably before I have a criticism because the only thing I can really criticize is that interview. The pod. You the should um show. well you should read you should definitely read the book. It was very interesting. And um I would also listen to his interview with Ezra Klein. It's probably more of a policy and like gets more into the weeds than I'm guessing Dax Shepard. Oh, Shepherd Dax Shepard weirdly gets it really into I'm sure like, he He's very like I, philosophical and surprisingly like articulate about. Was he agreeing with? Yes. Jonathan Haidt. Yes. Okay, then you may then listen to Ezra Klein. Ezra Klein. Ezra, yeah, Ezra Klein. Basically, even before he had John Haidt on his show, has kind of he's always put in this thing where he's kind of been anti, not anti, but he's been sort of against the whole movement that's against the safe space yeah. stuff that you know like that he's been sort of anti the anti movement right. so i and I, I i i might line up with him more because i i mean i we've lived near a college campus for like 12 years now and right. it's really interesting to see what people think about college campuses and what a safe space looks like and what it means and i'm just like Mm, right. I, I just feel like people have this idea of what happens on university campuses and they really yeah. they really have a, a lame I feel like this this generation more so than even when I was in college has an understanding and acute awareness and like just like this connection to what's going on around them this pulse on society in a way that when I was in college, we did not have that. I mean, it was the rare birds. I hope that's true. There was the there was just the rare birds that kind of like had a sensibility that kind of sensibility about them. But I just I just hope the rare birds go and vote. <laughs> that's all I can. Right. The rare birds need to go out and actually vote. <laughs> you know, it's I'm glad this. I feel like this happened in our generation too with the you know, anti-Iraq war sentiment. And, you know, I mean, people need to get out there and vote. I don't know. Like, see, the thing about voting and just talking about, like, people need to go out there and vote, blah, blah, blah. That's great. I I don't take, I'm so anti-excuses when it comes to voting. No, I understand. (laughs) But it's not, to me, it's not about even, like, go out there. We have done a bang-up job of, like, eradicating civics american government um history education from our k through 12 you know curriculum and we we're i mean our our democracy functions on having an informed citizenry and we just keep wiping that out of our curriculum i mean we have more access to information no no access to information i'm sorry but access to information does not a smart smart intelligent person make no i mean and that's kind of my point is i feel like you know 
people are informed, but they're sort of informing their already established views of no, how the but, world but that's works. Why they're not it has entering to be part into of the educational process. We have to teach students discernment between information, and when we keep wiping that out, and we're all about STEM, which I'm not against that, but I'm sorry, we have this like obsession with like these career these careers and these classes that all are all about you know these math and engineering and that we're all about making careerists and when we yeah. do that we're going to have a major sh and then we're saying so, oh, like, yeah well you guys should care about voting like really we don't well, talk about I voting mean, till they're 18 we like we I'm haven't saying... established any sort of like foundations for where people or students or kids understand their position in our society. We're so dismissive of kids and their, you know, I mean, all these people talking about, oh, these kids on their safe space. I, I was on an airplane, like, oh, and I went to California. I was sitting mm -hmm. next to my son, Lawrence, and I heard this guy, like, one row back, just, I mean, I was getting so irritated because I hate when people are talking really loudly when we're about to take off because I'm so anxious about airplanes. But there was this older <laughs> gentleman. He's like, oh, these kids this day, they don't know how to do a damn thing. They can't, you know, they don't know anything about our government. And they're the laziest bunch of snots and blah, blah, blah. And, and then he goes off on, he's like, you know what they need to learn how to do? They need to learn how to change a effing tire. That's what they need to learn to do. And he goes, I, you know, these days I don't change my own tires. I go to Les Schwab. That's just because I got the money because I knew how to work hard. They go on and on about this stuff. And this is, you know, I don't think, I truly do not think this is like a minority viewpoint. Because I hear this from like every other parent that walks into the school to have oh these kids these days and i'm just like i'm sorry but how no, is I... anyone supposed to learn anything and 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 were you just like this put together individual when you were 13 and 14 or 8 you know and I mean, let's talk about the fact that how much did college cost when you went to college and you could actually buy a house and you didn't have your student yeah. loans for 50 years. I, it's just no, I've, I mean, I only mentioned the voting because you were talking about how the kids you were working with are seem like, you know, like they're more connected to the issues of today and other people and the, you know, the. I think they're just a little more the, aware of things that I just did not remember being aware of till I was well into adulthood. Yeah. And um, don't you? Well, I don't know. Me personally, I felt like I was more aware of things when I was in school than I am now. Really? Why? Mm -hmm. What happened? Where did you lose it? I'm. I feel like I don't have the time. So what made you more aware? I was just like that's that's I was just learn like I was always like like you're surrounded more by it. yeah getting more information yeah. from getting, where? In college you're like just you're constantly having these conversations classes yeah. conversations classes at the other, cafeteria you know, out there, well you finish a class you start talking to other you know, students about stuff 
I agree with I don't that know what to some in the degree. World like, I was doing in college, but I don't feel like I was doing any of that. Oh no, that was. I felt like we had so much of that at at college. I, I feel like that's where I I miss that. You know, you just like sit. You just have like these. You step out of like a theology class, and you just have like this. Sure. You wouldn't sure. have another class for like three hours, and you'd sit there and talk to people for like two, three hours okay, about fine. Yeah, I whatever. guess I did that. I just didn't feel like yeah. I had a, a a sensibility. Like I just felt like I was spouting off opinions. I didn't. I wasn't like reflective. It was just reactionary. That's what everyone is. That's a yeah, everyone. But that's All what these I'm kids saying. The same thing. But no, but that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like these kids are not as reactionary. They're little more like. I don't know. Like I just, they're talking. Everything is like a response to something, right? I felt like ours, at least when I was in school, it was right during the Iraq war. And so everything was a response to that, you know? Well, and I was thinking about the fact that it was my sophomore year when 9-11 happened. And like, it, it, it never occurred to me. But like now thinking about it, I'm like, what effect did that have on? I mean, I was a student of color on a pretty homogenous campus on a a pretty much an I shouldn't say it's an all white, but it was, you know, it's a very small town and it's a, you know, pretty homogenous campus. I remember like going to the cafeteria and I remember this, I don't even know who it was. Some random guy like jokingly was like, aren't you embarrassed? Like your people from your country, like ran these planes into the, and I was like, dude, aren't you embarrassed? You don't know how to read a map. Like I was so, <laughs> I was like idiot. But I just like, it didn't occur to me, but there were so many conversations about like these people doing this thing to us and yeah and i just i mean i have news clippings i mean you can go search our our, uh, school paper still and i've looked at like letters to the editor that i wrote it was my freshman year and uh Mr. Anonymous writing letters in. To the- <laughs> I was writing anonymous letters in. <laughs> I had like a pseudonym. Oh. Yeah, I was, I was feeling uber patriotic after 9-11. No, I'm sure. saying that I was feeling really like on the defensive, like the way people were just like, really, yes, the way I didn't, I didn't get that at all. I didn't. Maybe it's because that. you were so patriotic so you i mean i don't wasn't like vocal about it that's why i was writing anonymous letters but (laughs) (laughs) um but you know i don't know i mean our campus maybe was a little less homogenous yeah um and uh yeah i don't know but i'm sure all those things had an impact you know all of those things informed us our idea of our political identities and whatnot. I used to, you know, in high school, you just kind of have this like whatever notion of what politics is about and how the world works. And then in college, you just kind of learn to think. When I was in fourth grade. What's that? What? 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 Can you hear me? Yeah. 
when i was in fourth grade we had this debate we had these debate teams and me and kintu patel and i don't remember who else was on our team we were on the george hw bush debate team and then there was a then there was you know the bill clinton debate team and then there was the ross perot oh wow and and 92 so i remember the ross perot team like they didn't say anything that was worthwhile but they had like these big ears that they wore (laughs) and then i remember the bill clinton (laughs) debate team I was so irritated because we like had all our stuff color coded and like I was ready to talk about stuff. And then the Bill Clinton debate team, one of the guys on that team, his mom grew up in Arkansas with flipping Bill Clinton and had dated him in in high school. Oh, so, one of the girls? No, one of the, 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 mom, the mom. One of the person's mom. Oh, one of the moms. Yes. So wait, what happened? So then like the that team had all this like stuff that Bill Clinton had sent to this kid personally. <laughs> like all this like paraphernalia and all. And so like I feel like we were ready and we were prepared. We were ready to talk. And then everyone was like, I mean, because I think they had like a clapometer or whatever. Uh-huh. And I, and I feel like the Bill Clinton team won because this Dude, that's mom. just like the real election in 92. <laughs> <laughs> George H.W. Bush had a command of all the facts. He had all the... All these things in tow, and then Bill Clinton comes in here playing the saxophone and going on Arsenio <laughs> Hall, and Ross Perot just has big ears, and then Bill Clinton runs away with it, you oh, know? My word. And now I'm like, why was on the I on the George H. W. Bush team? I didn't know anything. I was just like, that's okay. funny because I was on the George W. Bush team in 2000 in high school, and <laughs> I had classmates that were on the Al Gore team, and. I was the political, um, we were supposed to have like a political rally and whoever got like the most people at their rally, like, I don't know, they got something from our government teacher. And so we, I found like this Abraham Lincoln lookalike and like this guy had been on like movies and TV shows as Abraham Lincoln and And so I got him to come to the rally and I put up posters and like the principal brought in like all the little kids. Like, so they all came to our rally because they all wanted to see Abraham Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln lookalike was in Yuma, Arizona. No, no, this is in San Diego. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, no, we can't talk. I can't get too political in my, on anything on on a record you just said that was i said is this too political for you and you said no (laughs) this is gonna be out there in the uh the internet can we (laughs) the internet you just said this wasn't political it's not but we should talk about the redskins oh team name you sure you want to say that word you're so stupid, Ernest. <laughs> no, we do have a lot to talk about. Yeah, no, Ernest and I are going to get heated. And then Ernest is going to end with... I already, and no, Ernest is going to end no, with... I know. I'll already tell you I have bias in this. Why, what's your bias? I'm a Redskin fan. 
You can be a Redskins fan and want the name change. That's the stupidest reason. <laughs> no, That's not no, a bias. No. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is a bias. The Redskins were named something I've else never, before it's... they were named that. No, but I'm saying, like, I've always known them as that. Oh, God forbid we mess up with your childhood sentimentality. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I have a bias. You're willing. <laughs> you're willing to offend entire indigenous groups just no, no, no. to I have your warm not, fuzzy team name. No, no, no. I don't. I don't understand the offense to it. That's why. Because you're not indigenous. So only indigenous people can be offended by it. No, a lot of people can, but we have to be more concerned okay. oh, about no, no. their offense. We have to be Who more... has to be concerned about it? Everyone. They need to be concerned about no. it, or we need to be. We need to be concerned about it too. So if anybody's it's offended about anything, we need to your, be conferred about it's it. It's called leveraging about your it. privilege. I don't... What privilege do I have? I'm a minority as well. What no, privilege no, do minor, I have? You're, you're part of the model minority. Model minority? What does that mean? Look it up. I can't have a... <laughs> we can't have a lecture after we're one and a, an no. hour and a half into the Look this. it up? That's yeah. what the... No, I mean, I can, go into, I can go into it, but I'm just saying that, like, it would be much more interesting if you looked up this stuff and then we came back to it and you were like, okay, I agree or disagree with it. No, no, no. Rather I, than me. I've, I've, done, I've looked up stuff as well, and I feel like there's no, like, clear evidence that the red skin name is offensive. Yeah, that, but from what, what you, the research what that I've... Of, where are you The research that I've... Well, what are you researching? I mean, I mean, I'm looking up like what people that are Native American, how they feel about it. Are you looking on tribal websites? I mean, what are you looking at? Where are you looking at it? I mean, I'm looking at different things, different polls, different um, polling data. Yeah. I looked at the links that you sent me. Yeah. And and I didn't I didn't I didn't see like. With where the stats were on that survey that you said. Okay, sent me. but can we go back to the thing that you said? Well, I'm a minority too, so all minorities are. The no, no, same no, 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 no. I'm saying, you were saying that. I didn't. I didn't say because I'm a minority that I can comment on that. I was just saying that. You were I'm saying that people that. No, you were saying that people that have a privilege yes and you in this situation you have a privilege you are privileged in this situation what's the situation well if you look wow see this is what i'm saying like this is why i think like okay so if we look at racial groups in this country and we look at I mean, and, and privilege is not just, I mean, when, when we talk about privilege, you could, I can talk about my privileges. Like I'm able-bodied, um, okay. middle-class, um, I have a job, health insurance, I'm, you know, there, okay. there's a m- multitude of ways that I'm privileged, right? And okay. when we look at, variety of privileges in terms of like racially speaking there are different levels i mean when so if you look up information on like the model minority which is kind of a myth really but it has like really sunk in its teeth into how we function in society but there are 
racial groups that are treated worse than others. And when we look at... I agree with that. So when we look at black populations, when we look at Latinx populations, and then when we look at indigenous populations, they have, you know, they're treated far worse in in the, you know, in, in legal situations. They're treated far worse with police. They're treated far worse in job equity and representation. And that's not to say that as people of color that are not black or Latinx or indigenous, we don't also have issues being people of color. But because we're part of the quote unquote model minority, we are palatable to the dominant white culture more so than those groups. And because of that, we have a responsibility to leverage that privilege. Does that make sense? Okay, so I'm trying to get back to the Redskins name. (laughs) (laughs) So what I'm saying is... That a sports team... Okay, go ahead. I have a problem with all indigenous sports names across the board. Braves, Chiefs, all of them. I don't think so. I I definitely don't. Agree to disagree then? Are you trying to understand why I do and why? No, I'm just saying I definitely don't. Okay. I definitely do. Okay, Steve, I mean, I, under- I understand Steve? that a lot of people do. I mean, yeah, that's just not the opinion that I have. I mean, yeah, I'm not. I just, I'm not, I, w- I wouldn't say that I wouldn't change my opinion about it. What would change your opinion? Yeah, if I believe that the team name was, you know causing a significant harm i would so you now they have to convince you because one or like no 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 no, no they one has have to convince to, me so indigenous they? Po- indigenous they? populations have to convince you that they are harmed they don't have enough to, they don't have to convince who me. Does? anybody can convince me they but don't have, who what, to a, what for a sports le- for a sports team to like what is legitimate harm in your mind like if the sports name is like Causing, so would like, you be okay with the sports? More... Would you be okay with a sports team being called the N word? Um, no. But in that is exactly what it's not the, to be. It's not the same thing. Based that, I on you, I, I don't know if those are the same. So you can equate those can you, two can words. Can you equate? That, that's why I don't. That that's like. So you're saying that Braves is the same thing as the N word. No, I'm saying, no, no, no. I think the Redskins is, but I do think that all the other names that are based on, like, in, you know, indigenous to me, like, things are if problematic. Anything, like, taking out all the Native American team names, that's, like, to me, it would be, that would be more harmful. That's, like, wiping out, like, an entire, like, I think, I don't think it's a disrespectful term, like. 
But that's what I'm saying. It's, it's the team it, names. It's I don't so, think team names are disrespectful. But you're basing that on your idea of what you think is respectful, with not any consideration for what indigenous tribes have asked. No, I'm just like, I've looked at like certain players that have some, you know, ancestors that are or they're I'm they're so, part so Native what, American how much themselves. Percentage you get to be to decide this. If the tribe, if the actual organized tribe says we don't yeah, like, aren't there this, some tribes that have that name as part of their team names? That's their call for their team. That doesn't mean some but random like. I mean, that, like me, but that's but that's the thing. Like that's why, that's that's part of the reason why I don't feel. But they the get to name. decide that because they're doing it for their own tribe. Yeah, but they're using people. that name. That's why I don't feel like the name is harmful. I know, but it's them representing themselves. We're not co-opting it. It doesn't matter, but they're... If, it's not I appropriation. But I don't think that... Like, if you, if you take another team name that's not offensive maybe right now, but in the future felt offensive to a certain group of people, like... Would you feel at that point they should yeah. change their name as the well? The N-word wasn't offensive to people for years and years and years. And then it, it was never a team name. And I'm not I, I shouldn't have equated those things. It's not the same. You're right. That was not like was, like, OK, what about the Yankees? What about the Yankees? Is Yankees an offensive word? I mean, it could be taken offense by some people like wasn't it just like Americans, it's like never, that's what the British people never, used to call. It's never been historically a. It's considered. It's been it, considered it's like ne- derogatory. Uh, not the same yeah, way as, has. but not in the same. I mean, you're talking about like the difference between calling someone. You can Well, see, now we get into t- pol- the, Now we got into conversations of power and privilege and the dominant group. And it's the fact that we're talking about a marginalized group. I agree that Native Americans are marginalized, but I don't think that sports names are part of are high up on that reason. That's not the reason they're marginalized. But if a marginalized group says we don't like this, we I think we ought to respect the marginalized group and how they want to be represented, especially in a country where we've ignored them for hundreds of years and ignored what they want and their self-determination. I I do agree with that, but I don't feel like literally a white man picked this name for his team. How is that not an offensive act? But, I mean, isn't a white man pick all the teams? I mean, like, didn't they pick all their names? But like, I'm saying, anybody's okay, names. so he picks, like, um, Bluebird. He's not using a marginalized group that he has had power over, picking that name and putting it. Uh, do you see what I'm saying? But I guess I guess I guess you could. the owner of the team, like. Well, I would say, like, most of these team names are picked not. I mean, they're picked because you want to like represent that group and it's like a sign of strength right like yeah but guys, usually your team name is like something we like how dangerous is these stereotypes about like power and viciousness and like what does that do to how we think about 
the history of indigenous people in this country. Now, if the polling, the two polls that have been done on this have shown like 90% of people that self-identify as Native Americans saying they're not bothered by the team name, right? Well, I mean, but then the polls, polls. but I mean, then also, and then I, I think I sent Ernest an article about the yeah, problem, yeah, yeah. how I problematic was, re- the polls are. Yeah, I, I read that one. But I was trying to find out in that poll where the like data was. I couldn't find it. But, you know, I think they should do some polling and then find out and then you'd know, right? Like just do some polling of Native Americans. I just feel like team name, if if the real concern and with I'm just think I'm just saying with media and media in general with Native American, if that's like the concern about the indigenous and, you know, their cause like team name is way down on that list to me in my opinion but it's your opinion you have you taught i i think what would be beneficial is like i mean look up some like tribal instagram accounts read the newspapers from the from i mean you just get such a different sense of it like i didn't even think this was a thing and then i started like reading i started following indigenous people on instagram and i started like reading different you know newspapers that they published with their reporters and i just had a different sense of it and i just like like, i just felt like i i was like i'm not even looking to the places like that like like, commentators that all of a sudden don't want to start using they just start calling the team washington like how did those people feel about those commentators? I don't know. I I I mean That's what I want to know. I mean because I mean, that's because they're not saying the name but they're still announcing the sport that's has that team name part of their organization like I mean I I don't know. I mean maybe they just don't want to hear the name over and over and so they think like yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm not sure, but I'm just saying that like it just occurred to me that my opinion on it was based on my opinions and my feelings and didn't actually take into consideration any sort of like energy and effort I'd put into trying to understand their perspective from their perspective. You know, like you can read a Washington Post article, but that's not the same as like following native groups and tribal websites and like when you when you start like for example so you know i live in washington state and we have a lot of tribes Mm -hmm. like really you know in this area and you know the whitman massacre was a huge thing that actually contributed greatly to um the united states pushing further west and the Whitman massacre happened like, you know, down the street from where I live. And so they have this monument, you can climb up this thing and they have the story about the Whitmans and the missionaries and all the things they did. And, and, and it talks about the massacre and you hear about the story here. And then you can go to the Tamaslik Cultural Center down at the Wild Horse Casino in Pendleton. And they have the Tamaslik Cultural Center and you go in there and you 
also see this story from a completely different perspective. And it's so interesting to see the same story from both of these perspectives. And I, I mean, we walk at Whitman Mission all the time because it's so close. And so I've, you know, read these things and seen these things over and over and over and over again. And then to go to the Tamaslik Cultural Center and get the version of the story from the indigenous perspective, I realize how often we don't get the indigenous perspective. I mean, you guys probably learned about Christopher Columbus and about how he had three ships and the Mayflower or and 1492, blah, blah, blah. But like, how often have you read the journal article, the primary in the, how often were you taught about how Chris, what Christopher Columbus was really like? And, you know, the articles that talked about his brutality and how awful he was and how, I mean, I just think that sometimes we ignore the indigenous perspective and have been doing it for hundreds and hundreds oh, and hundreds agree. of years. I definitely agree with that. And I just, I'm I not saying, I'm not saying that it's all wrapped up and like once we start, you know, getting rid of all these names, it'll be solved. I'm just saying that in my mind, it's another like little thing we do to like, just perpetuate stereotypes and just kind of ignore their voice again because people talk about this Redskins thing a lot but I don't think that we take into consideration the indigenous perspective it's just our opinion of it and I feel strongly about it because the indigenous perspectives that I've sought out and read speak strongly against it and I'm like okay if that's what that perspective says is important for their you know for this marginalized group I can back that I I can get behind that like it just seems to me as simple as that because what if they change the name I don't think there's anything that changes about the team hello well there you have folks (laughs) Three hours later. Bonus episode. <laughs> Bonus sequence on the pod. <laughs> How does Steve just fall off the face Steve of this Steve went earth? to silent mode. He went to silent Ernie mode. I busted an Steve Ernie. Went to, Steve did. went to silent Ernie mode. You know, I didn't realize that the Redskins name came from Boston. Yeah. Like the Braves. The Bo- it was in the, the reason they used Indians was because of the Boston Tea Party. They dressed up like Indians when they threw over the tea yeah. into the harbor. Yeah. So that's why they took that's why the Boston teams had the Boston Braves and the Boston Redskins. Interesting. You reading up on this while we're talking? <laughs> yeah, I was like uh interested to see what the uh origin of the team name was. Interestingly, the Seahawks logo is also taken from Indian culture. It's from one of the uh, the totem poles. Yeah, I mean, we could just get into the we could just get into my whole beef with like the entire NFL. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> we definitely just go into that's that. Definitely, that's definitely that's uh, you, you and Steve are both on the same team in that. Yeah, get rid of the NFL. <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel okay. This is what I want to know. Do you feel a difference? No, Ernie, between, please, no, dear no, God, no, I gotta no, go to quick, work. Quick, five <laughs> no, minutes. Quick. Do you feel it's the NFL or sports in general? Is there a difference? NFL, or? the NFL. Um, I think the NFL. I think the NBA <laughs> is better than the NFL. Because I was that article you sent to me. The article you sent to me. I feel like what it was characterizing was pretty much just sports in general. Oh yeah, sure. But I'm just saying, like personally, I have more of a problem of how evasive the NFL has been about so many things, head injuries. I mean, like so many things. They've just been ridiculous about handling their business domestic abuse yeah like the nfl do you think that the ho- do you think that act. hockey has been the same way i don't I just, know about the head about, injury I, thing i don't head trauma and stuff there's I, head trauma in hockey too oh yeah i'm sure no, I, mean, I just i mean but do you feel like they've been like as just like that i, I just don't know. know i mean like i don't really i don't know because like, I, I haven't, haven't done enough i haven't no one cares about hockey i don't re- <laughs> I, mean, I don't care I about hockey <laughs> i care about hockey i haven't read enough about hockey to you know and it'd be i mean it'd be interesting to see like rugby and stuff. but i mean the nfl like actively was hiding things for a long time so I, I, they've just been shady for a long time about multitude of things free cap <laughs> <laughs> i'm with so hashtag, why are you gonna, why are you gonna why are you gonna start that why are you gonna start i have that? to go to bed guys i have to wake up i'm definitely bed. not with cap. you have to go to bed i'm definitely I have not to with cap. cap i need to go cap? to bed no no we're not we're not doing this we're not doing this we're not doing this we're not doing a preview on one of our other pods there's a preview on one of our other pods you guys we like covered like 900 topics how is this anyone gonna follow this no That's one's gonna to follow this. You have make it part one, part two. Man. Who listens? Who are part your regulars? One, Probably know, just not my no brother. One that, no one that. <laughs> no, Radina. Radina listens to this podcast. I don't think Radina, she's even listening. My friends. Does Radina still listen? My friends to it? always give me. I have some friends in uh, Tennessee that listen. Nelita, send a shout out. Somebody. Yeah. What? You can. Uh, I'm gonna. Can, I'm gonna send one. Ricardo Bacchus. He's been following listening okay. to all of them so if he if he made it to this second end shout the out second ricardo episode. yeah shout out ricardo how did we get here wow you gotta edit this out <laughs> this is all getting edited out it's the good stuff man <laughs> this is all rambling <laughs> no this is an hour and 30 minutes of us rambling this is going steve will edit this and put it up are you gonna edit we'll it have into to like ha- a forty-five no, minute podcast? He won't edit. No, he's no, no. He it's gonna do be. That. He doesn't edit it down that that much anymore. Wait, so it's just I one think... hour and twenty minutes of our nonsense? Yeah. Hold me for ransom up the echelon He says to be cool but I don't know how